Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This episode of College Chaos, sponsored by The Engine, is focusing on the recent statement by the president of the University of California system that she wants to eliminate the use of the SAT and either replace it with a homegrown test in California or get rid of the standardized test completely. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. So the president of the University of California system recently came out and said that she has a five-year plan to eliminate the use of the SAT. What she is proposing is that the UC system halt the use of the SAT over the next four years. And in the fifth year, the University of California system will theoretically have its own homegrown standardized test that will be more directly in line with what the UC system wants to see as far as what students need to learn to be successful, or excuse me, they need to have learned in high school to be successful in a UC, UC setting. Um, this is, in my opinion, <sighs> kooky dukes. Okay, and I'll tell you why. So first off, advocates of eliminating the test have argued that it favors wealthier individuals, that lower socioeconomic status uh, people and minorities don't have access to the same kind of expensive tutors, and that overall the questions are just biased. Now, I have spent my entire adult life going through the SAT, and it has changed but the core of it is still pretty much the same thing. Okay, so when I prep students for the SAT, we are looking at grammar rules, and I'm talking spe- specific, simple grammar rules like subject-verb agreement, pronoun agreement, uh, things like, don't forget the word family. Even though it's a singular word and refers to many people, it's a singular noun and should therefore get a singular verb, like the family is going to the park. You don't say the family are going to the park. I know this seems ridiculous, but if you take a look at the test, that's all over it. Now, there are some more advanced grammar rules on there, but by and large, we're dealing with basic grammar rules. On the math portion of the test, you're dealing with basic math concepts, basic algebra, basic geometry. It's, it's not that big of a deal. You get a little bit of algebra two in this, but again, you don't have different math. Math is math. Now, again, advocates of getting rid of this say that the content on the test is, one, not in line with what the UCs want students to to know to be successful, and two, is biased towards uh, wealthier individuals instead of of everyone, right? So it should be even across the board. Well, here's the thing. If you're talking about math, math is is literally just math. One plus one is two, and that means whether you grew up broke or whether you grew up rich as can be. One plus one is two. Also, what portion of education and our educational system does not favor wealthier individuals? And what I mean by that is, If you grow up in a lower socioeconomic position, like you're growing up in Richmond or Pittsburgh, are the public schools there 
not, at least to some degree, inferior to the public schools in a wealthier area, say, you know, on parts of the Danville or Alamo. Yes, they are. That's just the way this goes. Now, I am not saying that anyone who lives in Richmond and Pittsburgh or anyone who lives in Alamo or Danville should be judged in uh, either way by this. This is just the fact of the matter. We have higher tax dollars. We have more resources in areas where uh, certain areas elect to tax themselves higher for schools. And as such, you get, again, more resources, better teachers, things of that nature, less crime, less drugs. And this favors students, right, in the, in the better areas. So first off, all education, love it or hate it, from where I sit, is favoring people in areas with more resources, and that's people from a higher socioeconomic status. Okay, so the other, the other, one of the other major things is that people say the SAT and ACT are not good predictors of success in college. Now that may be true to some degree, right? Because let's be honest, I I work with people all the time who may be below the average for a certain, certain university admissions, okay? So somebody might get into UCLA or UC Berkeley or, or a number of different schools. It's, they have great essays. Generally, with the UC schools, if you put together a fantastic application, you may not have top marks as far as GPA or SAT, but the essays we work on are fantastic. And students gain admissions. This is not uncommon. So people look at that and say, okay, well, this person only had a 29 or this person only had a 30 on the SAT, or excuse me, ACT, or this person only had like a 1300 on the SAT, but they got into UCLA, they got into, into Berkeley, whatever, whatever the school may be. They say, well, look, that's not a great predictor. Okay. Yes, it is imperfect. The tests are imperfect, but the committee that was hired at the beginning of this year to determine if the UCs should keep the SAT or ACT before this whole coronavirus hit, they determined, the committee that was hired by the UC system determined that the tests, the SAT and ACT, were actually better predictors of success at a UC school in the first year than your GPA. So let me be really clear. You could determine blindly whether or not somebody would be successful to school with a higher probability by looking at their test scores than you could by looking at their GPA. So if you want to get rid of this test because it's not going to predict, you got to get rid of everything worse than the test as well. You can't say, okay, this is only 50% accurate, so we're going to ditch it. But this GPA that's 35% accurate as far as a prediction, we're going to keep that. That just doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. If the tests yield a higher predictive ability, then we should stick with those over, over less valuable, valuable metrics. But people aren't seeing that. And, and it is, again, unfortunate that people in lower socioeconomic positions don't have access to tutors. They don't have access to better to better teaching. They don't have access to, to all of the resources other people do, but eliminating the SAT is not going to be, not going to be a fix for that. And the last point that I really, really want to hammer home with people is it's very easy for me to sit here as an SAT tutor and say, we should keep the SAT. It's very, very easy. And anyone listening to this with any brain would say, okay, well, yeah, Matt, 
you stand to make money if we keep the SAT. Yeah, yeah, I do. But you know what? I would make more money if they got rid of it. And let me explain to you why. So first off, the president of the UC system is proposing replacing the SAT with its own test. So what do you think is going to happen? The UC system is going to make the UC admissions test. And it's going to test whatever it tests. I assume it's going to test math and grammar. Okay. And in about five seconds, every tutor everywhere will know what's on that test. And guess what? As soon as I find out, I'm going to set up a fantastic program that'll hit the fundamentals of the test. I'll have tons of drills. I'll grind students on being more accurate and more attentive and more a- with more academic endurance. I'm going to make them better for that test. And the problem is, now these students will have to take the UC test and potentially an SAT or ACT test. Because let's be clear, the UC test will likely only be viable for the UC schools. If you're going to apply to, say, Oregon or Arizona, you're likely not going to have those schools saying, oh, yeah, we'll take the SAT, ACT, and this goofy UC admissions test. So anybody wanting to apply to, say, like Davis, but also wanting to apply to Oregon or UW or Arizona, guess what? They're going to have to take the UC admissions test as well as the SAT or ACT. So what are they going to do? They're going to prep for both. And I guarantee you, if there's another test, I will have a transition program. I will accommodate my students. And again, if, a, if an average student, say, does nine classes with me for the SAT or ACT, if you add another test, the average student will likely do 11 classes. And, and I'm just making these numbers up, but you understand the concept. As you give more options, students need to do more preparation to get the same probability of admissions because they have, to, they have to cover more bases. That theoretically makes me more money. So let me be clear. If the UC system makes its own test, I stand to financially benefit. And I'm telling everybody right now, this is not a good idea because you will still be able to prep students. The students who live in Danville, Alamo, Dublin, San Ramon, everywhere, all the students I work with, they will still get my service to prepare for this UC admissions test. All the students in Richmond, Pittsburgh, wherever else that I don't work with, and I work with some of those people, it's, it's still going to disadvantage them. They will still not have access to the same resources. All the students that say Monta Vista, that take calculus, will still, be ha- uh, still have access to a better math program than, say, Richmond High. You're still going to have inequality in the educational system. The, and it's not the SAT's fault. You're still going to have inequities in success in the first year at the UC systems. And that's not the SAT's fault. Eliminating this test will not fix the problems that we have in education. And I am a huge advocate for figuring out real solutions I grew up in Concord. I went to the worst school in my school district, Ignatia Valley High School. It has a lower graduation rating than every other school, including the continuation school, Mount Diablo High School. I am a huge advocate for fixing public education, improving public education, addressing it with real solutions. 
But the only thing this is going to do is give the UC system a larger bureaucracy, a larger budget, more control to manipulate students. It's not going to resolve any of the inequalities we see and that we're all disgusted with. And ultimately, it's just going to cost people more money. If you want to fix the problems that we have, it's not making another test. And I am not presumptuous enough to say I know the solution, but I do know that as an SAT tutor, if you make another test and I make another program and I have another set of students that I'm helping, that's not going to help students that are struggling in Richmond or Pittsburgh. It's just going to help me, the tutor, stress out the students that I work with that have me and make it a worse situation for the students that don't have anyone. And again, I recognize that may not be in my best interest to tell you, but I can't emphasize enough, this is a bad idea. I'm Matt Todd. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of College Chaos. Go out and crush it. Mm-hmm.